Welcome to the Westminster Kids Digest Podcast. Your hosts here are Remley and Faith, and we'll be having conversations about resources that point children to Christ. We're a project of WestminsterKids.com, a ministry of Westminster Theological Seminary. We're a team of parents, seminarians, and overall book lovers who are passionate about equipping the next generation with resources that point them to our Savior, Jesus. We do the work that we do because we believe that books play a profound role in the lives of children. So this show is where we're going to come together and discuss books that promote biblical faith, redemptive imagination, and Christ-like character formation. Welcome. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Westminster Kids Digest podcast. We're your hosts, Remley and Faith, and we're excited to have you join us for this episode. This week, we're talking about a topic near and dear to our hearts, the church. Specifically, how can we help kids learn to love the local church? As Christian parents, grandparents, guardians, aunts, uncles, or educators involved in raising the next generation in faith, all of us would say the church is in an important part of their discipleship. But how can we help them nurture their love for the church? Or maybe even more basic than that, how can we teach them what the church is? Yeah, but a caveat before we dig into it, uh, what I and Faith talk about today isn't going to address situations where there's been gross wrongdoing or abuse in the church. We do recognize that may be the case for some of our listeners and sometimes the heartbreaking reality is that it may be necessary to leave a local body of believers Um, but if you're in that kind of situation we have some resources at the bookstore um, that address abuse in the church and please know that we are going to be talking about um, all of this uh, from here on out is helping kids learn how to love their local churches um, that might be imperfect, uh, but where there is genuine faith, love, and safety. So the first question uh, that I wanted to pose to you, Remley, as we Mm -hmm. talk today is, um, why is love for the church something that even needs to be taught? We're talking about teaching kids to love the local church. Why do kids need to learn what the, even what the church is? Why should we be intentional about nurturing a love for the local church? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic question. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes um, in this uh, kind of outlier reality that I have where I'm married to a pastor, my dad was a pastor, (laughs) um, and it feels like church was just in some ways almost default. I can kind of get lost in thinking, well, doesn't everybody know that the local church is valuable? Um, mm-hmm. But actually, no, I think there's a lot of a lot of um, points out there where um, mm-hmm. I think we think like Lone Ranger Christians most of the time. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh, we think a lot about how the promises of God apply to us individually, to our children individually, and we don't necessarily think 
corporately um, for the bride of Christ or the love of the church. Um, and it, it needs to be taught because it's in the scripture. Um, <laughs> it's a, mm -hmm. something that Christ values, right? He died mm -hmm. for his bride. That's a collective. Um, he builds his church. That's a very real body of believers, um, universal. And that has implications of local communities gathering mm -hmm. as body of believers. Um, so yeah, point one is... <laughs> Why does it need to be taught? Because the Bible teaches us about it. Mm -hmm. um, additionally, the way that Jesus talks about the church and prays for the church, especially mm -hmm. in his prayer for the disciples, tells us that it's not something that we are naturally inclined to do. Um, as believers, we often like to be fractured and independent. We don't like to uh, gather um, when things are difficult, but uh, we have a savior who prayed for us and that we would be one um, and that we would continue to meet and worship. Um, so, mm. yeah. Any thoughts on that one, Faith? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely what you said about just uh, the temptation to be Lone Ranger in our faith is a real one. Um, and that part of discipleship, especially in an individualistic culture in general, is to see our faith as communal. And we learn that in the context of the body of Christ and in the family of God. And we learn what does it mean to be part of the body? What, um, what does it mean to have not just a Heavenly Father, but now we have brothers and sisters? Mm -hmm. uh, just like we need to learn that in a regular um, like physical family. Um, you know, you're not just my child, you are also the sibling of your siblings, if there are any siblings. And, uh, and that is a relationship that they need to navigate that's different than the mom and kid or dad and kid um, uh, relationship. Uh, we are born into the family of God, born again into the family of God and learning what the church is as a, as a body of believers um, is is, is part of what it means to be a Christian, like what you said, Remley. And, um, and I think we have to be intentional about that because we um, t live in a culture that is individualistic about most things and including, including faith. And we do want that emphasis in personal experience with Jesus, personal life transformation, and at the same time, know that because we are communal beings, we are made to be our brother's keeper. We are also born again to be brothers and sisters in the family of Jesus. Um, then, um, then we need to know what that looks like and what that means. I also think that being taught explicitly what the church is um, and what, why we attend worship why we do the things that we do, um, why we call other people our brothers and sisters, even though they were not born from the same <laughs> parents, uh, that being intentional about that helps them appreciate what they already have. Like they grow in, in the, not just like in a, you have to appreciate it, like be thankful way, but mm. in a seeing the beauty of what has or, or always been there. 
And especially for kids who maybe have been in the church for a long time or grew up in the church, but even kids who came in later, it can be a given and they don't know anything besides that. And that's not a bad thing. But to be able to point out to them, isn't this beautiful? Isn't this such a gift? Mm-hmm. Grows their appreciation of what they have, but also of God who gave them the body of Christ. Right. I think about, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, so I'm, I live in Staten Island and mm-hmm. I've lived in Staten Island since I was little and I've commuted into Manhattan uh, on the Staten Island Ferry for from like seven, no, like eighth to 12th grade. And I remember we would, <laughs> me and my friends would sit there and be like, oh, we know where the tourists are because <laughs> it's free. It passes right. by, the Staten Island yeah. Ferry is free and it also passes by the Statue of Liberty. So, <laughs> uh, and so it's interesting, right? This, uh, we would be sitting there and we'd see the tourists kind of like trying to balance, trying to stand. Uh, and they would always start off at the wrong side because it, se- it would seem like we were passing on one side, but we'd actually pass on the other. Um, and and they're all like ooing and ahhing and trying to like snap photos as quickly as they can, you know, during the short period of time that we pass. But for us, where I'm like, you know, joking around with my friends, where I'm, I'm, you know, doing my homework or taking a nap, like as we pass by the Statue of Liberty every day. Um, and, you know, it's different when I got to bring my kids to visit the Ellis Island and not Ellis. Yeah. to And Liberty Island, you know, Liberty Island. Now I don't even remember if that's what it's called, wherever the Statue of Liberty is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a while. And so this intentional visit to be like this thing that I pass by every day. Oh, it means something. There's a history of it. There's, uh, there's, uh, kind of a fresh um, understanding that we want to be able to give to our kids when we intentionally teach them about the church. So given what we've said, that it is definitely beneficial to be talking and teaching our children and teens about um, the church and helping them love God's church, how do we do this, Remley? Help us help help us out here. Uh, you're a mother. You are also actively involved in local church ministry and in discipleship. How can we disciple and nurture children and teens in their love for God's church? Yeah, I think that's an outstanding question. Some of it is because um, just being real. Uh, sometimes the love of the church is something that you really want your kids to have, or you really want the kids in your church to have and the teens to have. And when they don't always display it, it can feel like it's an affront of some kind. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the easy, the easy answer, but the wrong answer is just make them be happy about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Um, which is not what we want. Uh, and, <laughs> And frankly, it's not it's not what we experience either. I mean, when you're growing mm-hmm. as a Christian and you're growing in your love of the church, there are times where um, there are people that are annoying you or there's situations where life is really hard and you don't want to be there. Um, mm-hmm. There are Sundays that you wake up that everybody wakes up, pastors wives included, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. don't want to go. <laughs> Right. No, um, no, never, <laughs> never. 
<laughs> I love being there all the time. I and and two, like there's an extent as well where let's face it, I I, <laughs> I love my husband. I think he's an excellent preacher and pastor. Um, but there are Sundays I wake up and go, um, I'm gonna listen to another sermon from my pastor. Like there's a point where we all can feel that kind of fatigue or we can all feel a little bit of down and not want to be mm-hmm. part of that body. That proclivity to fold into ourselves exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to teach our kids that that's what we all experience. Um, it's not, there's no expectation um, that mm-hmm. we all wake up every single week or every single time we have fellowship opportunities and we're just rip roaring and <laughs> we call it clappy happy and rearing to go, mm-hmm. um, that those are opportunities as well um, that we uh, we actually kind of, well, not kind of, but we need the body more um, in those moments mm-hmm. uh, when we feel independently excited to go. It's easy to go. Uh, but it's when we don't feel, feel all of that um, that there are opportunities for others to pour in um, and to see how the body of Christ indeed ministers as the body of Christ. Um, so I guess I'd summarize that by saying, one, model that behavior for the kids in your life, um, which includes mm-hmm. honesty about this is a hard Sunday that we're going in and we know it's a hard Sunday. We've just lost something or someone. Um, we're all really tired. We are all fresh from vacation. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to go because we're part of this body and we're doing life together. Um, and we know that God has something for us in that, even if we can't feel it right now as we're all packing into the car. So there's that. Um, but I'd also say another component to that is, um, so that you've got like the, the honesty aspect or, but then on mm-hmm. top of that is um, uh, modeling that um, the church is opportunities. Like when we gather together, um, when we minister to one another, when we do discipleship, they're all opportunities for others to pour into us and us to pour into others. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's important to talk about how can we be blessing others when we gather. Um, mm-hmm. So those are questions that we talk about with our family. Um, mm-hmm. But also in exchange, like when we are blessed by the church, when we are blessed by others in our church, um, we make sure to point that out. Uh, and we don't do that mm-hmm. perfectly, but it is important mm-hmm. to say, you know, these are the like points of blessings that God's given us in our life. Um, Mm -hmm. And that follows, that flows into during the worship service or during a fellowship dinner. Like, why do we do X, Y, or Z? This is because God is giving us these things as blessings. Mm -hmm. We pray Mm -hmm. together corporately. Why do we do this? Um, Why are we taking communion? That's (laughs) one Mm -hmm. of the big ones, right? Um, why do we do this together and why do we not gather around our dining room table and do it as, yeah. um, you know, I mean, some people do, but why do yeah. we not? And that's, that's an mm-hmm. important thing is to, um, do those. Um, yeah. What about, uh, you yeah. faith? What are some things that have helped been helpful for you? 
Yeah, as you're talking about it, I'm I'm just noticing um, the way, you know, because we can talk about church in different, we use the word church in different ways. Like we say mm-hmm. church as in the building, we're going to church. Um, right. There's um, church in actually the, one of the books that, the kids' books that I really love, it's called What is the Church? Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with, let's say you ask me what's the church, I'd say not what, but who. The church is made of people, just like me and just like you. And so there's the aspect of the church as God's people, and there's the aspect of church when we talk about like going to church, you know, the worship mm-hmm. services, our participation, and the uh, life of the local church that mm-hmm. we are a part of. And I love that as you spoke about it, I know it can be kind of confusing because we're like, what are we talking about? But it's because it's so enmeshed together, but actually that's how it should be, you know, because you you talked about this is the body of Christ. And you also talked about why, why are we going to worship even though we all feel like grumpy pants, you know? Um, (laughs) So, and I think that's so important to have both, right? Let's teach our children. Mm. The church is the people of God to not treat Mm. church as an activity that you need to, to, to just be a part of or to check off a list or to make sure that you are a good um, person, but to see it as the family uh, of God and the body of Christ that we get to be a part of. These are people who love us and these are people who we love, like you said, people who are pouring into us and people we are called to pour into as well. And so, so much of how our children feel about the church is because of the people, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. like for us too, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like just the quality of the messages, though sound theology is important. It's not just um, even the quality of the children's programs, even it's Mm -hmm. that they are loved there and we are blessed. Um, Our family is blessed to be in a a church where, where uh, we are and our kids are so loved um, so well, like our, 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 our church loves us well. And that's why they love it because they love the people. And so being, um, being involved in, in the life of people and helping them to see that's what it means to be part of your church um, and the church, as well as then explaining, well, why do we do the things that we do? Why are we going to worship service? Like you said, why are we taking communion, understanding um, the special means of grace that God gives? Why do we listen to a message from a pastor? And so I think there's there's both those aspects that are tied in together. You know, so they understand church not just as like an institution or a building or a bunch of activities, but right. also um, that it's not apart from the the call to gather together as a as a local church. Right. Yeah. I think it, in on that vein, then I it's also important. Um, yeah, we read good books that enforce it, but when we have conversations, uh, whether it's with the youth and the youth group or when we're doing children's ministry at the church or mm-hmm. just conversations we have at home, um, that you're identifying the church <laughs> um, when you're uh, interacting with it, even when it's not in the building or maybe even especially when it's not in the building that the mm-hmm. kids are used to. because the younger your kids are, the more they're thinking in terms of very physical, practical, um, 
terms. <laughs> so if you say we're going mm -hmm. to church, they think the building. Um, whereas, you know, when we have a family over for dinner, then it's saying like, this is the mm -hmm. church we're gathering. Um, mm -hmm. And why are we, you know, why are we visiting these people? This is something that we do as the church. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's integrating those things together mm -hmm. so that they're growing up into that cohesive understanding. Yeah. And I think related to that, they are growing up into it because they are an integral part of it. I remember mm -hmm. somebody saying before, you know, how come when churches, sometimes church leaders talk about how big their church is, they'll like, we have this many people plus this many kids, <laughs> like kids are not people, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Um, uh, but they are um, an integral part of the body of believers mm. and, mm -hmm. and of local believers. And because of that, they um, are also being poured into, but also they are capable of living obedient to God in a way that is blessing their uh, brothers and sisters in Christ too. And, right. and that is um, so valuable, I think, for them to experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's not to guilt them, right? We don't guilt them to be like, you're, you should be a giver, not a taker, you know, <laughs> um, or something like that. But it's like, yeah, you yeah, are part yeah. of this. We need you just like in a family. Mm -hmm. uh, every person is necessary and you are needed too. And um, you are a blessing just by being here. And so having like those relationships with young people in our churches where we can mm -hmm. just be genuinely um, expressing our gratitude and thanks for them is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and also my husband, when he teaches the, the, the young people in our church, he teaches them practically how how to be a part of the body of Christ. So I remember just in the past year, there was a funeral at our church for somebody who many of the younger people didn't know. Uh, mm -hmm. But during the, the, the students group, youth group, uh, my husband just kind of mentioned it. Hey, if you guys could be there it really makes a difference to, to be there. Like this is the importance of being there as a body of Christ. And it was just so encouraging to see some of these young people, you know, they asked yeah. their mom to bring them or their yeah parents to bring them. And they, they, they attended and this funeral and were present to mourn with those who mourn. And so mm -hmm this active discipleship and what it means to be part of the church as people who are part of the church, you know, not just like for your own children, but mm -hmm. as a community of believers for kids who are in your life um, mm -hmm. and who you might be teaching in, in, in church, mm -hmm. uh, but also in our families to not silo off, you know, our works for the church or volunteering for the church or something like that from what it means to be part of the body of Christ. And right. like what you said, um, to, to show that in all circumstances where the body is gathered and where the body is scattered um, mm -hmm. in our respective places <laughs> where God has us. Right. right, right. Yeah, I think it's been helpful that... Um, I mean, uh, proximity to the leadership means that there is also oftentimes a little bit more understanding of where the needs are and what volunteer mm -hmm. opportunities there are. Um, but one thing that we did with ours um, when they were much younger uh, and we were in a smaller church uh, was 
like every Thanksgiving would roll around and we would have the kids sit down. I mean, from the time that they could just scribble on paper, um, mm-hmm. not anything fancy, right? They would just scribble a little, mm-hmm. um, like a thank you note to ev- all of the folks that were in our senior ministry at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's a card, um, but it's a card from a three-year-old and it's helping <laughs> teach them the understanding that th- that they as children are integral and valuable parts of what the church does and how we encourage one another, but also that the seniors are valuable and integral parts Mm. of their lives and Mm -hmm. should be valued, um, should be seen um, and Mm -hmm. taking the time to say, thank you for being a part of our church. Thank you for being a part of our community. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, that's something that we've really enjoyed doing as a family. Um, Additionally, we do try to go, uh, take the kids on uh, visitations when it's appropriate um, and doing things like that, hospital visits um, and uh, uh, helping the different, you know, age tiers that you have with the mm-hmm. kids, feeling a part of that valued, integrated part of the church. Some of it is like, you know, rope, roping your teens into helping with the kids ministry, but also mm-hmm. helping the um, the older folks, just impressing mm-hmm. on them, hey, if you see a teen running around here, like take the time to yeah. say, hi, thanks. We love it that you're here. Um, learn their names. Uh, take the time to um, learn what grade they're in. Uh, do they have any jobs? What does that look like? Um, you know, just it's amazing how much in a church. It's kind of like you're saying with the, you know, you think about this many people in the church and this many kids and you think of them in separate. Um, it's amazing how often people grow up in the church and experience it like that, where it wasn't until they got to be an adult that they were a seen member of the mm-hmm. church. Um, and instead, we should be actively trying to um, embed each tier, each age as it comes along. And I don't think it's, I know that both of us, I'm also a pastor's wife, so both of us do have um, the blessing of of having those opportunities pretty read, readily available and given to us for for bringing our kids along and minister, ministering to people. But I think even if you're not a ministry family, I didn't grow up in a ministry family, but I remember remember my parents' hospital visitations. And sometimes I couldn't go in, but I'd be waiting in the car and I would remember them. And I'd remember the people that they shared about and I'd remember praying for them, for their salvation. And I remember hearing stories of of, um, somebody coming to know Jesus during that time and sharing with um, his um, hospital roommate about Jesus and and I remember going to a funeral for him, you know, even though I didn't know this older gentleman uh, at really, I don't even know if I, I don't even remember if I knew him at all. And so there are ways that we can be involved in the life of uh, the community of believers and bring our kids to see just the beauty of, of Jesus. You know, in the end, it's not just about love, letting them love the local body apart from Jesus, but it's to see, hey, this is one way that we are experiencing God, 
God. And, and even though nobody can see God, like what it says in first John, when we love mm-hmm. one another, his love is made complete in us. And, right. and that is uh, a tangible expression of, of the reality of the kingdom of God here on earth. Mm-hmm. And we get to be a part of receiving that and also yeah, bringing that to others. Um, we didn't talk that much about this, but, uh, Remley, has anything helped you in terms of like when kids are just having a hard time in service? <laughs> just like very practically, like sometimes it's not like they don't like God's people. Right. Sometimes it's just yeah. like, do I want to yeah. wake up early in the morning? Or yeah. uh, I get a little bit like, I just have to sit down for so long oh, yeah. and I'm, or stand up for so long and my back hurts and I'm tired. Right. Right. I mean, um, there's that. And it's really hard. It's it's really hard when you've got littles too. It's exhausting, and oftentimes church services aren't oh, mapped yeah. out, you know, on their nap schedules and their snack schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard. I think. Um, I mean, it, age ages and stages matter. Uh, with I think mm-hmm. the tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Um, I. That's that's so true. I completely forgot until you mentioned just now how there was like a period probably of two years where I was in the nursery and like, why am I even here? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, I'm not seeing anybody. I can only grab like hear like right. a, the spit of the sermon and it is exhausting bringing this new infant yeah. uh, to to service. So I, I, I do. I do hear that. <laughs> Yes, I was gonna say we went to a uh, our church hosted um, like a Bible conference when mine were little. Like I think first one was two and second one was a um, couple of months old, and legitimately spent the whole time just pacing in the foyer um, mm-hmm. because one or the other needed a lot of attention. And the whole time I'm just thinking again, like why, why, why bother? <laughs> Um, and there's, I mean, there's, there's an extent to that. And I think there's a point where, um, we do have to be aware of the margins of our own, oh goodness, sanity, uh, and sleeplessness, um, (laughs) in those early years. But there's also a point to be made about making it a priority and modeling that for our kids. Um, Mm. if the kids see that, we tend to not prioritize it when something is more convenient comes along, then that tends to influence mm-hmm. the way they perceive the value mm-hmm. as well. Um, so there's that yeah. component. Um, I also think as well that being aware of like the ages and stages comment, uh, how much their brains can sit still and comprehend mm-hmm. given mm-hmm. where they're at, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a place for busy bags and there's a place for um <laughs> i have had pockets full of legos and uh <laughs> hot hot wheels um <laughs> and just and, and just like start handing them out you know and there's a place for i think mm-hmm. there was um I think Megan Hill writes about this as being um, it's uh, nice to have like a piece of candy that you can have with them to give to them um, to make it a special treat once a week, but also um, to say this is to connect it a little bit to the sweetness of Mm. church and worship with the body (laughs) to the sweetness of the candy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a place for that. Um, 
<laughs> but also like as they get older, note-taking things are helpful. Um, and I think this is something that I learned from you, Faith, actually. So I was going to ask you to talk a little bit about that, especially as they get older. Um, yeah. How do you keep them engaged? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Before I get to that, I, I just want to talk mm. about what you mentioned and I, about um, it, them, their capacity, you know, to actually like pay attention. And that also surprisingly, sometimes they hear more than you think. <laughs> Oh, right. Right. Yep. Um, I remember being in the back of the room with my kids. Definitely. It was, it was Play-Doh uh, that they had <laughs> at a retreat. Yeah. And mm. so I don't remember what it was. And somebody said, you know, like one of the, the, the speakers asked, said about like, who knows about the fruit of the spirit? And, you know, my kid was just playing and then they like raised their hand in the back. And I don't know if he was like two or three years old, like three years old, maybe. And we learned the fruit of the spirit sounds are like fruit of the spirit. I know. And so they're answering questions or like kind of talking to themselves in the back because they're like semi passively processing. And yeah. so uh, I think there is an encouragement to parents that as much of this formation is, in, is intentional at the same time, it is learned over a lifetime. Um, mm -hmm. what they learn about the church is in our love for the church, you know, in mm -hmm. the way we speak to one another about the church and the mm -hmm. way that we um, see it in our own lives. And so a lot of this is caught, not just taught. Right. Uh, right. As for note-taking, the ESV well, scripture journals. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, isn't that an encouragement, though? I mean, you, you might have a really bad week um, and uh -huh. you feel like they're not catching on at all. And then... Mm -hmm. um, God's still working. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. is so amazing to all of the all of that process. It's okay that it's it's a process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not every not every family gathering at dinner is like amazing. <laughs> not every family reunion is like the most memorable or family vacation even. But you remember right. that you had them. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the ways that that relationship was built over time you might not be able to be like this is the one sermon you know how many sermons do you remember really right, right? Yeah. over yeah. your lifetime but you learn to honor god's word you, you learn that god's word is worth studying you might not remember exactly what was prayed or what how god answered every prayer but you remember that you pray you remember mm -hmm. that you come to god together and so uh, there are so many things that they're learning that that they are may not be explicitly instructed in and mm. that is heartening to know mm -hmm. um that and yeah and it's and it's heartening to know that god can shape their hearts too without right. us um because sometimes we feel kind of out of control about that and because we are because we are right <laughs> i remember hearing just my, my my daughter had to miss service Easter service because of COVID and she mm. just was so upset about it. And I was so glad, not because she had COVID and had to upset it. Be, I mean, had to miss service because she was like, mm. I don't like service online, you know, like, <laughs> I like being in person and there. Yeah. And you would think, right. They're like, Oh, you don't have to go anywhere. You just have to like, you can be on your PJs, you can do whatever. But you know, that, that is a kind of that she's learned that over time. It's not mm. because, I told her, like, service is better in person than online. Uh, I don't think we explicitly had to tell her that, but mm. it was just a grace of God in how she has experienced up till this point um, an enjoyment of being in, mm. in the worship services and 
I mean, it doesn't always look like it all the time necessarily, <laughs> but, um, but, but that was just like a little glimpse, a little bit of grace from God to be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And isn't that, wow. isn't that amazing? Um, for, for her and the rest of my kids, I think it might, maybe it was during our remote, um, service time that I got, started getting scripture journals for them, mm-hmm. uh, ESV scripture journals to use as, uh, note taking notebooks mm-hmm. because, my husband, he'll preach through a book of the Bible at a time. And I know a lot of churches, they do this. And so we'd order the book of right now. Um, we're going through Daniel. I have to place that order of, you know, the book of Daniel. And then as we go through it, then they can write their notes. They can make circles. Some of the younger, the when they're my younger daughter, um, she would actually my older daughter too. So do little <laughs> illustrations of what's happening, you know, what's happening, what's being what's being um, uh, uh, preached on. So that is our, my one hot tip. <laughs> I don't have many. <laughs> but that's I mean, that's my a, one hot tip. <laughs> that is a fantastic hot tip. I mean, when you told me about it, I started getting them for um, our youth. And um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and also just encouraging my oldest towards note-taking. Um, during sermons and that's I mean that's like that's also a component like talking about um in some ways trusting that God works through the things that he says he's going to work through and knowing that we're not in control of the results he is um and he's working it together um is just dealing with the fact that my daughter has some very severe learning disabilities and it's affected her ability to pay attention the way that kids kind of classically do Mm -hmm. um and also like what <laughs> what the note taking looks like what that learning process looks mm-hmm. like for her um and so it's it, it it's it it means that like she takes notes but they aren't legible um but then we have really great conversations afterwards mm-hmm. um and i think that's there's a space where a lot of times those of us with the relationship with kids, with youth, need to be understanding that um, <laughs> the way that we want it to look may not be the way that mm-hmm. God's bringing it together. Um, mm-hmm. And he's still working um, through all of that. Yeah. So that said, though, um, so we've talked a little bit about like particular tips and tricks uh, and, and about why we do these things. Um, but are there any particular uh, books that you've used with your kids or for yourself that have been really helpful in uh, discipling them um, about the church, what it is uh, and why we should love it? Yes. So there's that book that I quoted earlier, the, mm-hmm. I, you know, what is the church? I, I'd say not what, but who that's called. What is the church by Bill Bell and Mandy mm. Gro- Grossy, Gross. Um, I love it because it's like it's all rhyme and and the pictures are so cute and so sweet. And so those are for kids maybe like around four through six, seven ish. Uh, there's I I love Trillia Newbell's books, uh, God's Very Good Idea and The Big Wide Welcome, books about God's. Um, 
think she's a delightfully different family was God's very mm-hmm. good idea and big wide welcome in terms of welcoming God's people into the church. And so she gives this great biblical theology of diversity and the differences that God's made us with. And at the same time, how, you know, what, what happened with the fall, but also how Jesus redeems and then in his redemption brings together all these people. And so I love, there's this like two pages or, or three at the end where it shows, you know, the church uh, kind of a church lobby or something like that, a church gathering <laughs> of all these different people. And, and I love that. I love the the visual representation of, of the different people that are brought into God's family because of Jesus. Um, and for older kids, <laughs> teens, there's, uh, there's this book called This Changes Everything. Um, how the gospel transforms the teen years, and it's by Jaquel Crow, and she has this chapter about the church that I really love because in it she she um, says like specific ways that teens can be a part of serving in their church. So she has all these examples to do that um, of how you can do that, as well as why the church is important for a teenager, um, and I think even books for. Yeah, for adults, right? Like the classic Bonhoeffer, Life Together, mm-hmm. or Megan Hill, who wrote a book for kids about about the church. Meg is not alone, which is this really sweet story of Meg who gets very, very relatable, I think, for church kids. She gets left <laughs> behind at church because her, her parents had two cars. <laughs> I kind of like feel like that. It's like more than one kid's church kid story. Um, mm-hmm. But how the how her church friends, as in from every age, you know, can't come around take care of her and she learns to be a church friend to love the body of christ and she has a book um that i think for adults and maybe older teens could read called the place to belong learning to love the local church so those are some books that i think of how about you remley yeah i mean i I love a place to belong Uh, i love megan hill's writing um and had followed her blog for a long time too uh for little tips and tips and tricks uh for serving the church Mm -hmm. and um and loving it and embedding that love. Um, additionally, uh, I am going to do another plug for church history here, and I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but I think that I think that's helpful uh, for kids to see, yeah, the history of the church that they're mm-hmm. standing on the shoulders of, but as well to see that indeed when uh christ says that upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it we have that example so um Mm. when things get crazy or conflicted or annoying or just broken um sin filled in the church then they can also see that christ Mm. has fulfilled his promises uh, throughout mm-hmm. history and will continue to do so. Um, and we get to be a part of that and that's fantastic. So, um, mm-hmm. that's why I, that's my little plug <laughs> for church history, mm-hmm. uh, which would include the new, uh, risen hope series that Christian focus is doing. Um, it's got little vignettes, um, of leaders throughout history. And I think there's four now in the series. Um, but that's for like middle readers. Um, mm-hmm. that's been good. Uh, also, uh, uh, for for adults, I'd probably say like one that really impacted me um, was uh, Why We Love the Church, um, which was mm-hmm. by Kevin DeYoung and Ted Kluck uh, coming out in the post-emergent church movement, um, talking about the praise of organized institutions. Um, and that was helpful to think through the good points 
for the church in the face of uh, culture and society that tips away from kind of those organized institutions, but also mm-hmm. towards individualism. Um, and uh, additionally, really enjoyed uh, Tony Merida's uh, Love Your Church, which they broke up into a new series that they're doing um, hmm. based off of the different chapters that are in that book. Mm. Um, but it's a, I, I really like that book. I love the tone that uh, yeah. Tony takes with it. Um, yeah. uh, and then same thing with Dustin Benji's The Loveliest Place, because that's talking about the beauty of the church. Uh, so that's a good mm-hmm. one to kind of read a chapter. <laughs> I like to think of it as marinating on it, uh, what it's mm-hmm. saying about this component of the church. Um, but also practically um the book parenting in the pews was helpful for me um there's Mm. certain tips there uh for especially wrangling little ones um in a church (laughs) environment um you know there are places where i disagree but i think there's a lot there of um how to enfold children in the worship process when you Mm. come in um how you also like when you when people greet you as a family like introduce your children and make sure Mm. they also are learning their names you know um if you have pews or chairs there's some stuff there where it's like have them stand up on the chair with you so that they're level (laughs) with you um Mm -hmm. and they can follow along and can see (laughs) yes and see that's a huge one (laughs) you know we've had kids where we're like uh, you know, if you've got like a traditional pew situation, like mm-hmm. putting your putting your three or four year old or five year old like between your arms while they stand mm-hmm. there and kind of lean against your chest, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. anything to kind of elevate them so they can see what's going on um, and then feel like mm-hmm. they're part of the process, mm-hmm. uh, part of the worship. Um, yeah, that that one I think was was helpful. It, it's it was helpful to see somebody writing like children are supposed to be a part of the church Mm. Um, because that in so many ways was not a component to uh, growing up it seems like we our literature our music a lot of times we don't talk about the church as a body I noticed um, Mm -hmm. and trying to find music we just tend to Mm kind of silo them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and it's helpful to see that other people, you know, it's not easy for other people to. It's not like my kids. How come they can't sit? Right. <laughs> Still, right. um, stop taking the stop taking the pew in front of you. Oh man, goodness, <laughs> or it's things the, like that. There's but... definitely a mark, but see, some of it too is like the joys of knowing. I, I know, I I know, because I've had conversations with people (laughs) but it's like my kids have left marks on the church uh (laughs) literally (laughs) and and in some ways like is that frustrating from a perspective of the person who has to clean up i get it but also i'm like that's they were there um just like Mm -hmm. you know you'll have some churches that have pews with little name labels on them and things like we've got a little smudge where Rowan rubbed some play-doh in in the upholstery that we just can't quite get out and I don't think we ever will um and it's like it's the joy of this is this is the church the people of the church leaving their mark on the building of the church um and 
I think it's a beautiful thing. It means that they were there. Thing, right. Mm-hmm. And it means that they were there. And yeah. and so even if you're not in that that um, stage, especially mm-hmm. if you do remember that stage, you know, talking to those younger moms and dads who are like, or grandparents who kind of are after service kind of sheepishly like I'm so sorry they were so bad, <laughs> right. you know? like no yeah. like we're just yeah. glad that they're here like we're just glad right. that you guys are here or going up to those right. teens and middle awkward middle schoolers just being like I'm I see you I'm so glad you're here mm. um it, it encourages me to see you worship you know those mm. type life giving words that we can mm. be giving to one mm. another as part of the body of Christ to encourage that yeah that you were here and it was a blessing just that you were here yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's our show for today. Um, I just want to take a moment to uh, thank you guys again for listening to us uh, to the Westminster Digest Pod- Westminster Kids Digest podcast. Goodness, you'd think like seven episodes in or something on this. I would know the name of our own podcast. Uh, but whatever we're called, thank you for being here. And um, <laughs> thank you again for taking the time to yeah plug into us the if you want to reach us uh we are on instagram our handle is at wts kids also the free shipping code for anybody who is listening to us is still available you can use that uh, to check out at westminsterkids.com the free shipping code is wts kids pod um so westminster kids pod uh use that checkout for free usps shipping on any of your orders um and i just want to say thank you so much uh make sure to rate us and 